The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the show today. I'm Diane Ray. Thanks for being present. And I know you're going to love today's show. This is going to be so great because if you're like me, you're one of those people that walks into a room and you can read the room, right? I mean, can you look around and you know, you get a weird feeling if there's something off or you can really pick up the energy of somebody, you know, we're called empaths. It's, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing to be sensitive, to be able to pick that the kind of information up and that energy up. And my guest today is going to help us make sense of all of that, the energy that we pick up from people and the energy that we feel in places. My guest today is Jean Hayner, and she's the author of Clear Home, Clear Heart. She's a natural intuitive empath, and she's able to physically feel and work with subtle energy. And Jean was highly sensitive as a child. Probably a lot of you out there have felt the same. She easily absorbed other people's stress and was really affected by the energy held in environments. And through 30 years of training, research, and experience, Jean transformed her sensitivity from a challenge into the power to clear and bring uh, the balance to the energy of people and places. And Jean has taught people all over the world the energy clearing techniques that she shares in her book, Clear Home and Clear Heart. And she does workshops and seminars all over. And you can check her out online, jeanhainer.com. So Jean, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you could talk about this today. Hi, Diane. I'm so happy to be here. So this is going to be such a a fun topic because I I really like talking about this because I've spoken to friends in the past that have felt that, oh, you know, I'm too sensitive and and that there's something wrong with that. But this is something that you've experienced your whole life, right? You've always been able to feel that kind of energy from people. Well, yeah. And, you know, it has two sides to it. And unfortunately, in our culture, it's really not recognized and there's really no language until recently to really talk about this and help people understand their experience. And you're right that it is an incredible natural talent to to be an empath, to be able to feel energy. But as any empath listening has experienced, there's a whole downside where, especially if you're kind of born that way, nobody clues you in or helps you learn how to manage your experience. And so a big part of my learning has been how to develop healthy energetic boundaries, how not to be a sponge, how not to take on all the energy around me. I was sick my entire childhood because I had no energetic boundaries at all. And it wasn't until later in life that 
I started to study energy and really began to develop very easy and practical ways that you can walk through the world and stay in balance no matter what kind of energy is around you. And let's define energy because I think people maybe are not quite clear or, you know, have a different idea of, of what we really mean, but we're really kind of bathing in, in, in energetic waves all the time, yeah. right? I mean, it's all, it's always around us. Everything is made of molecules vibrating very quickly and, and that's causing energy, right? Exactly. And, and you're right to kind of define it because like, what, what is energy? But everything is energy. It's all kind of vibrating at different frequencies. And as you know, we walk around our home, our chair is energy, the rug is energy, the glass in the window is energy. It's just, again, vibrating at different frequency. And there's no such thing as bad energy or good energy. There's just energy, but energy can fall out of balance or become stress. That's why, for instance, you might go to an acupuncturist where they find out how the energy flow in your body is. And if it's um, tight somewhere or it's not flowing smoothly, then that's why they use the acupuncture needles to bring your physical energy into balance. But there's also an invisible energy, kind of like an energy field around us that broadcasts a certain message that is filled often with stress that we're carrying from our past that can create kind of a filter, can weigh us down, and can kind of keep us stuck in having the same thoughts and feelings again and again and again. And so one thing that clearing is really good for is it's a very gentle but powerful way to release old stuck energy that you're still carrying from some stressful experience in your past, for instance. That's so interesting. And and could it be not only your past, but maybe even a past life experience? It Have you ever experienced well that? I mean, whether, yeah. I mean, some people don't believe in that. Some people do. We will never know until the end of this journey whether it's right. true or not. But the main point is, whether it's a past life or a few years ago, it's still, if it's still present in your life, if it's still blocking your energy or causing problems, it, it, it isn't, and this is another wonderful thing about this work, it isn't that we have to go back and analyze it and turn into Sherlock Holmes and <laughs> investigate the source and figure out how to fix it, because that is a, a way, an approach that we've all been very conditioned to in Western culture, very linear kind of what's wrong and how do we fix it approach. And that's not how energy works. And so what, what clearing does is recognize, much like the, the title of your show, it's about being present with energy in a different way, being present about some old stress that you're still carrying, and just almost like a massage for your energy field as you just kind of um, connect energetically with it, it just relaxes and goes away. It's not that you have to do some hard work to, to force a change. And in the book, you divide it into, in the first part, you talk about personal energy and really define that. And then you also talk about energy of places, which yeah. I think is fascinating because I always feel that <laughs> walking into people's homes or restaurants or something like right. that. But we, we're, we'll talk about personal energy first. So tell me how you got into this work in clearing <laughs> energy and, and working with people because you've been doing this for a while. A long time, yes. Well, <laughs> when I was in my 20s, I married into a Chinese family from China, very traditional uh, Chinese family. My mother-in-law barely spoke English, but after I married into the family, she started to try to teach me about Chinese medicine, Chinese face reading, which is another aspect of my work, uh, Chinese philosophy, and 
she was actually my first teacher in feng shui. Uh, this was long before feng shui became a big fad in this country. Hardly anybody had ever heard of it, but I, uh, that really attracted me. And one of the reasons it attracted me was, just like you, I would walk into a room and sometimes just feel ill or overwhelmed or like, oh, I want to get out of here and not have any words to explain why, because it could be an empty room. But in learning feng shui at first, it started to make me realize, oh my gosh, there is such a thing as invisible energy. And it can be out of balance. And when you feel that, it can make you feel out of balance as well. So that was kind of my entry point uh, to working with this. I had uh, no knowledge of how to work with energy. And I quickly learned that I needed to uh, not just kind of uh, walk into this with without some skills. In the book, I talk about <laughs> the moment that that really came home to me, which was I had two clients. One was a midwife and one was her patient who was going to have a baby. And when she found out she was pregnant, they both asked me, oh, gosh, you know, when it's time for her to give birth, could could we just, like, give you a call and, you know, you can energetically support the birth process? And I was very honored. I thought, well, sure, I'd... I'd be. I'd love to do that, and I had no idea what that meant. I guess I thought I'd just send her love and light, and and you know, send her good thoughts or something, and didn't think anything more about it for the next several months. We weren't really in touch, and then several months later, one evening at 7:30 at night, I remember very clearly, I suddenly doubled over in extreme pain, and it it was excruciating, and for the next three hours. I thought something was terribly wrong with me, and I, I literally was pulling on my coat to drive myself to the emergency room when the pain stopped. Well, the next morning, I got a phone call from the midwife, and she said, well, the baby's here. The, the, the afternoon earlier, the, the mother had gone into labor. Things had gone really wrong really quickly. They didn't have a chance to call me. This was in the days before cell phones. And she said, we were just in the hospital room calling out your name. Well, the agreement had been made months before, so unconsciously and energetically, I got that message, and I did the only thing that my system knew how to do, which was take on energy. In order to help her, I took on some of her suffering. I literally went into labor for her, <laughs> and what had happened was for three hours, she had suffered and finally agreed to an epidural. And the point at which my pain stopped was when the epidural took effect. Well, That's amazing that you were able to feel that physically in your well, body. Well, and, and that's the downside of being an empath, of course, and not knowing how to manage your experience. I had agreed to be open to her energy, and that's why that happened. But that taught me a very firm lesson that I had no business messing with this stuff until I learned what to do about it. And that started my journey through learning every form of energy work and cultures all over the world until I had the skills to be able to know what to do. And in the process, it transformed my own life because as anybody listening who's sensitive knows, it can be difficult to be an empath just in everyday life, just going to the mall, <laughs> going to Costco. It can be a little difficult working with stressed coworkers. 
And in the process of learning how to work with energy to do clearing, it changed my everyday life because I was no longer taking on energy. I was no longer getting sick. And I could tell the moment I started being affected by somebody else's stress or some stress in the room and could clear it immediately so it didn't have a negative impact. So people can really benefit by what you share in the book. And I hope everybody picks this up because I learned a lot of, you know, techniques and, and tricks and, and things that I could do. And you you go into that in, in great detail. And it really is interesting how we are affected by other people's energy all around us at work, um, in crowds. I mean, sometimes if I'm in a big crowd, I'll just get, you know, really nervous. And And right. even over the past few years, as I've been trying to learn meditation, and I've been you know, meditating with groups of people. And mm-hmm. that's just such an incredible experience to feel <laughs> that the energy from everybody else in, in that in that kind of setting. And I never had realized that before until I started doing that. And then that's you become, so you know, really aware of other people's energy. Right. And, you know, you make a very good point because often people find when they meditate in a group that it's a deeper meditation and they think, oh, is that odd that that happens that way? But you're really doing what's called entrainment. And entrainment is when two or more separate energies come into a coherent rhythm that they synchronize together. And so meditating in a group uh, often helps people have a much deeper and more powerful meditation just because you're benefiting from everybody else's energy. That's one of the positive things about how we're affected by energy. And as you said, you know, what I often find is people they're going to work every day. They're surrounded by all their stressed coworkers. Somebody's freaking out about a deadline and someone didn't sleep because of the baby and someone just had an argument with their spouse on the phone. And, you know, energy doesn't stop at walls. It's pervasive in the workspace that you're in. And so they work all day and they come home at night exhausted and think, well, God, what's wrong with me that I'm so tired? I really didn't seem to work that hard. And what they don't recognize is their system has been having to cope with all that stressed energy around them all day, and that takes up their own energy and can make them exhausted. Right. Or if you're around people that are just sucking the energy right out of you, you know, those energy right. vampires, <laughs> and that, that can yeah. have, have an effect as well. So it, once you're, and when you're aware of it and you know what's happening, it's really interesting to see in your life where you start feeling these yeah. things. You know, like, like I had mentioned the meditation. If you had told me a few years ago, oh, you'll be able to sit in a room with people and not say anything, you know, and feel something, I would have said crazy, or, or why would right. I want to do that? But it, it's really, it's really an amazing feeling. It's so well, interesting. Absolutely. So entrainment and, and is when we're, we're picking up the energy of, of the people around us. Right. And the beauty of it is what you just talked about is the awareness, because, you know, it may seem illogical or counterintuitive to put more attention on what we're feeling, because for many empaths, we just, we don't want to feel more, we want to make it stop. But it's often developing a certain kind of awareness, which is what clearing does for you, that you don't take on energy anymore. You're not so affected. You have better boundaries. Like I said, you can, you know, you walk into a room and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, okay, I wasn't feeling this way before I walked into the room. So obviously this stuff isn't mine that I'm feeling. It's, it's hanging as an imprint, as residue in the room, or it's being broadcast by somebody in the room. And even just that awareness alone can help you just by recognizing this feeling is not mine. So often we think, you know, oh gosh, is lunch disagreeing with me or what's wrong with me that I don't feel comfortable here? And so to be able to step out of that and not blame yourself or think it's you can really be helpful. 
And you share in the book that anybody can learn to do this, right? I mean, yep. we can all benefit from learning how to clear our own energy and the energy of other people. Right. You do not have to have any special ability. You don't have to be a sensitive person or an empath. I have lots of people in workshops who don't feel energy at all, but they use this work in their career to help people or just to, uh, you know, help loved ones and their families. I have people who do clearing. Their kids start coming to them asking, Mommy, can you clear me when they start, when they start getting upset? It's brilliant for parents. And there's a lot of animal friends out there the dog won't go to sleep at night until you clear her and she's like woo, 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 and gets a clearing and then is very happy to curl up and go to sleep so it can be used in all aspects of life and when you clear somebody so people can get the idea of what's actually happening so if and we're getting some callers rolling in which is great so if you'd like to ask Gina a question you know definitely give us a call 816-251-3555 we'll be taking your questions so when you're clearing somebody can can you do it and they don't even know it oh good question yes you can you know this is this kind of energy work is completely different from pretty much any other form of energy work and the reason i say that is that with most forms of energy work you have to ask someone's permission because with those forms of energy work you are doing something to the other person's energy you're kind of getting in there and messing around with it and trying to make a change with clearing we're not doing anything to another person we are just in a very gentle and subtle way making an energetic connection with them and whatever stress can go then we'll just relax and release i, I often compare clearing to unkinking a garden hose <laughs> you know if you have a garden hose that has a kink in it and the water's not coming out you just unkink the hose well there wasn't any bad energy there to go anywhere it's just that now the energy is flowing freely so it's not that we you know had to use tools to fix the hose we just unkinked it so you can do clearings for anybody anywhere in the world you don't have to be in the same room with them and it's a very beautiful uh, process and often afterwards people notice immediate shifts in how they feel. And I wanted to bring on a caller that has a question about clearing. And because you mentioned in the book that you should work on clearing other people before you clear yourself. Is that right? right? Yeah. Well, you know, we're all too close to our own stuff. <laughs> and so you can certainly clear yourself. But it, it's best in the learning process if you practice by clearing other people first. That's actually how you learn best. And then after a while, after you've kind of developed your muscles with this, then you can clear yourself most effectively. But if you clear yourself when you're just starting out, you know, we tune into our own energy. We're so familiar with it that we're like, nope, nothing wrong here. Everything's fine. But my husband, <laughs> he really needs clearing. <laughs> So it can be so helpful to have someone else clear you to learn what it feels like and to do a clearing for someone else just to develop your skills and in, in how to do it and, and how to work with it. Well, maybe you can demonstrate with, with one of our callers because we have time for a caller before the break. So let me bring on Ed on line two and we'll bring him on. Hi, Ed. Are you there? Hi, Hi Ed. Ed. Thanks for joining the show. You're on with Gene Hainer today. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Honey, okay, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's a huge challenge, and any kind of breakup is painful. So I think many of us can relate to that. I'm I'm just doing a little clearing here while I'm talking with you. And I want to address something that you said that's really important about shielding or protecting yourself, because uh, if you're trying to protect yourself from something, you're you're kind of uh, shrink-wrapping yourself. You're kind of uh, moving into a, a frame of mind where there's something out there that's bad or dangerous, and that only makes your system go into even more reaction and resistance rather than relaxing and being able to heal and move on. But you're right that, you know, if someone is sending negative thoughts your way, it doesn't mean you should sit there and take it. And what clearing can do is kind of unhook or redirect that energy that's coming at you so it no longer has any place to land. That It's almost like there can be a filter around you that allows in anything that's beneficial for your personal growth, but it screens out anything that's not yours, has nothing to do with you, can't teach you anything. And I certainly am feeling a lot of emotions coming at you from her. Is she not happy about the breakup and wants to get back together? Is she angry or what is, what's going on with her? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, yes. Okay. So the good news is that it sounds like you know, eventually the relationship wouldn't have worked anyway because that's a very different set of values and beliefs than it sounds like you have. So on one hand, it's kind of like always with a breakup. You want to say both I'm so sorry and congratulations. <laughs> so I, I one of the things that I would love for you to do is to turn your attention away from her, away from any anxiety about negative thoughts or feelings she's sending your way. That's one thing that can also help you and to kind of look toward the future. I'm feeling your system kind of turn around and keep looking back in a way, and I want to remind it that as painful as this is, sometimes this is life giving us an opportunity to move forward and and find some people who are a better match for us. Um, I'm certainly feeling, you know, just some inherent patterns of anxiety here that are just part of how you're wired. And this is, you know, one of the downsides of being sensitive is anxiety, but also there's some many benefits from that. Uh, and I don't want you uh, blaming yourself. I feel a lot of inward energy kind of 
uh, almost attacking yourself or blaming yourself or criticizing yourself and, and would just love you to give yourself a break, cut yourself some slack here. And, you know, all of my work is based on Chinese medicine, but not in treating the physical health, but more the health of the spirit. A lot of times they call my work acupuncture for the spirit. <laughs> and one form of medicine, so to speak, for you uh, comes in the form of humor or fun or laughter or lightheartedness. So any activity that you can give yourself right now in, that falls into that category would be like medicine for you and would help ease a lot of the stress and pain that's that's been staying with you because of the breakup in her. Does that make sense? And Jean, I had a question. Could Ed learn to clear the the energy from from this relationship ending and the, and also at the same time kind of shield himself totally, he, he could he could learn yeah. to do that so absolutely and in fact i don't know where you're based ed but i'm i'm uh in october uh i'm teaching a retreat at kripala yoga center in massachusetts on the east coast where you learn all this you get clearings you learn how to do clearings you get everything. So I would invite you to just look on my events page. You can find the flyer for that, and it will give you a lot of information. I would love, if you could learn clearing, this would just be so much easier for you. And there is... No, go ahead. Sure. Absolutely, yeah. You can. There's a sessions with Jean Link, and and I also have certified practitioners that are listed there. So check that out. You know, you're not alone with this, and this isn't your fault that that this is happening right now. Some struggle around this. There's so many people that can relate to your experience. So again, I don't want you to blame yourself, and I do want you to get some support. So whatever works for you, please do go for it. Thanks, Ed. Sure. And Ed, thanks so much for your call. And Jean, this is interesting. And Ed, you can you can hang on if you want and, and listen in. Well, I wanted to ask you if when you go through a, a traumatic situation like that, is, is it possible that your energy will, I mean, I'm sure it'll shift and change because Ed was saying he was experiencing more, um, like, it, like it raised his level of, of sensitivity and, and yeah. empathy. I guess that, that can really change you is what I'm saying. I guess what I'm asking. It can. Yeah, it can temporarily and, and usually not for the better. When you go through a shocking or stressful or painful experience, it sets your own energy out of balance. And then the things that you can usually cope with, you can't cope with so much. You know, you're carrying a big load. And so, yes, it's great for everybody to get a clearing, even if they're not in crisis, but especially if you're in crisis and suffering, uh, you should never try to suffer alone. And often people who are sensitive either don't want to impose on other people or they blame themselves and think it's their fault or they, they don't want to kind of show up as feeling weak and needing help or there's a variety of things that can happen. But it's just natural to have your energy fall out of balance due to difficult experiences. And there's no need to... Uh, suffer more by being more sensitive or being more out of balance, that this is such an easy, gentle way of just whoosh, coming right back into balance. And then suddenly, you know, you just wake up and the world is different. Right. Well, uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back uh, talking more with Jean Hayner about energy clearing and also clearing energy in your home. Practical Spirituality. 
positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. I heard from a young lady who was just starting out as a Unity minister, and she said, I am not teaching prosperity yet in my ministry because I have not yet demonstrated it in my own life. And I don't think I should teach what I have not demonstrated. And I wrote her back and said, Honey, you've got it all backwards. You need to teach what you want to learn. You teach what you want to demonstrate because you cannot demonstrate what you do not know. There must be an inworking before there can be an outworking. To find out more about Unity Teachings, visit unity.org. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. Healing ourselves, our communities, and the planet is the theme for this year's World Day of Prayer, September 13th at Unity World Headquarters at Unity Village. Join us live or participate virtually as we broadcast to Unity and New Thought communities around the world. The World Day of Prayer is a unique and inspirational event like no other. Enjoy music, prayer, and meditation as we commit to healing ourselves, our communities, and our world. Go to worlddayofprayer.org for more information. Tune into Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander every Friday at 12 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio. Take a deep dive into the teachings of Abraham and discover how to make the law of attraction work for you in your life. Each week, Ray goes into the heart of understanding the power of our emotions and how to become conscious co-creators. Learn how to release resistant thoughts and live life to the fullest. Find out more at everydayattraction.com. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Be Present, The Diane Ray Show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm so glad you could tune in after the break. My guest today is Jean Hayner, and we're talking about her book, Clear Home, Clear Heart. And Jean is a natural, intuitive empath, uh, able to clear energy from people 
and homes. And we just had a really interesting conversation with our last caller. His name was Ed, um, a very uh, highly sensitive, empathic uh, person, you know, going through a breakup. And, you know, going through any kind of major life change or something like that, I can, like, I'm, I'm picturing your energy. I don't know if this is, if this is true, Jean, you, you could probably see this. Like, does, does things just kind of blow up like a, like a bombshell type of thing or is your, can your energy just scatter or, <laughs> you know, well, no, are, are things happening like question. that when, when you're in such a highly emotional state? Yeah. There's different ways that energy will, your energy will react based on what you're feeling. So sometimes, for instance, if you have a big shock, if, if Ed's breakup with his girlfriend was a surprise to him and she just kind of shocked him with that, your energy kind of turns into fireworks and, and scatters and it's all over the place and it can be very difficult. It can take days, weeks, or months to kind of come back and find some peace and some balance again just naturally without some help. Other times your energy will just drop and then you can, uh, you know, just get so lost in your feelings. You're just drowning in them and then you're not able to cope. Um, There's various different ways that your energy will respond based on who you are and what the experience is. But all of those ways, if it's a painful or difficult experience, all of those ways knock you out of balance. And we don't in our culture teach people ways to come back into balance. The, you know, the main, and thank goodness for this, but the main way that people are, are trying to learn techniques is through meditation and mindfulness, which is fantastic and wonderful, but it can take quite a long time. I've had uh, a few uh, prominent meditation teachers come to my workshops, and one of them called Clearing Accelerated Meditation (laughs) because she felt that it takes you to the place that meditation can take you, but it doesn't take years. It can take a matter of weeks. And it's something that you can feel the shift and the difference immediately. And you share a lot of stories in the book of people that are just amazed at, at the difference. In, in well, what you know, they're feeling, so when the energy is around them stuff. and so within them is shifted. Thinking, oh, how could this be? But you're right. There's, you know, visceral and significant shifts. And people can learn how to do this pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, it, it's really quite amazing. In our retreat, it, it really only takes a few minutes to learn the basics of clearing. And I've never had anybody who couldn't learn this. We all have a natural ability. Uh, In fact, there's been uh, research studies done on why that I won't bore you with, but anyone can kind of click into what I call clearing mode, that kind of mind space. It just takes a few minutes to learn. And then there's all kinds of ways that clearing can be used. And I wanted to ask you about something that you mentioned in the book, leaking energy. (laughs) And I wasn't sure what that was. So like in Ed's case, could he be – was? Is he leaking energy? Well, you know, we're all both transmitters and receivers of energy. And people who are empaths, who are highly sensitive, they uh, experience the being receivers uh, very significantly. In other words, you know, you go to the shopping mall and you're like, oh, my God, i got to get out of here. I'm overwhelmed. Well, you're receiving transmissions from all the people around you. But all of us also transmit our thoughts and feelings. So if, you know, if you're highly stressed, if you're very upset and you walk into a room, you're transmitting, you're leaking energy, you're broadcasting energy that's going to affect the other people in the room. 
and they'll have a reaction to you, and then you'll have a reaction to that, and then off we are to the races where <laughs> what could have been a very easy relationship isn't just because there's a stressed energetic interaction. Got it. Okay, that makes sense when you're talking about leaking energy. Now, getting down to kind of the the how-to of, of doing some of this work, you share uh, a technique in the book, a method using a pendulum. And I just wanted to ask you, I thought this, because I've heard people using sage, and you don't mention that in the book. No. Well, I, there, I wonder know, why. <laughs> clearing, energy clearing, things like that, that's been in existence throughout the mists of time. Every culture has had a form of energy clearing. But uh, what has come down to us is very archaic, it hasn't evolved as we have. Human beings have evolved. You know, we're not still drilling holes in people's skulls to let the bad spirits out. <laughs> we're, we're going to therapy. <laughs> so we have evolved. But some of these ancient techniques um, stay with us, such as, you know, burning things, smoke to, to supposedly clear things. And it has a very limited, shallow effect. You will notice a difference if you burn sage in a space, but it certainly doesn't address what's, what's really stuck there, the energy that's stuck there. And, and so what clearing does is it helps you, for instance, in terms of space clearing, to walk into a space and find an area of stress that's held in the space that's almost like invisible house dust. I often find these places in front of the stove in the kitchen or in front of the kitchen sink. And, you know, why would I find that there? Well, imagine how often we stand at the stove cooking dinner and thinking about our day and stressing out about things or feeling upset about what happened or worrying. Well, every time you have a thought or feeling, it doesn't always just evaporate into nothing. It can kind of make a little imprint in the area that you're standing. And so if you imagine you, you're standing there almost every night of your life having those thoughts and feelings, it starts to build up a residue. It accumulates. And so it also increases the likelihood that the next time you stand in that space, you'll have the same thoughts and feelings. It will affect you. And this is what can keep you locked into old patterns of belief, behavior, can keep you feeling stuck in life, that you can't kind of break out of how you tend to do things or what's happening to you in life. And this is one powerful way that clearing can help. Sage wouldn't touch it, but with clearing, we can make a conscious energetic connection. And just really with the power of our compassionate heart to stand in that space and the stress just will, like mist, it will just rise off and, and disappear and the feeling there is often like this beautiful, crystalline, pristine energy afterwards. Well, I'm going to try some of these techniques in in my space here in my house because when the past few places I've moved, I've always done a smudging and I'll sage it and I'll mm -hmm. say like a little intention, you know, right. and go around the doors and windows. But but now the method that you're describing is much more powerful. So I'm going to try that because I'm in a really old house and uh -huh. there's probably some weird energy from who knows this is a hundred year old building so it's oh, like, wow. who knows what and could be trapped right. in here you know, and and that makes so much sense you. to me when uh people talk about walking in and feeling something bad in a room or if they say like this house is haunted or something it it wouldn't really be quote haunted like right uh, a spirit, it, but that would really be the energy. Although you do talk about that in the book, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, there's, of, there's of actually kind of that spirit energy that could be trapped in a house. 
Exactly. There's kind of a spectrum of, of energy, you know, stuck in a house. And the, the, at one mild end of the spectrum, it can just be that someone had repeated negative thoughts and feelings while standing at the stove, for instance. Um, it could be a, a single intense uh, shocking or painful experience that, it could, that could have left an imprint, even though it only happened one time. Uh, other kind of moving along the spectrum here, for instance, I did a space clearing once where in this home, a little old lady for 30 years had taught piano every afternoon. And in the corner of the living room where the piano had been, it was like the video was still running uh, <laughs> of her playing the piano, teaching students. She wasn't there. It wasn't a ghost, but it was such a strong memory imprint because it had happened so frequently over the years that it was imprinted in the space. Now, that wasn't bad or good. It was just a little an imprint there. But the people who lived in the home thought it might be haunted because they, they could kind of feel something was going on in that space. But again, that wasn't a ghost. There are cases where there are ghosts, and, and a ghost is uh, the spirit of someone who has died but hasn't been able to pass over. They're stuck in the space for a variety of reasons. Sometimes they don't know that they're dead. And clearing can help them then pass on as they are meant to and find peace and resolution. I think that's how, now this might be just my my uh, theory, but I think that's how a lot of mediums work. I'll, I'll have I'll have to ask one of the ones that I know <laughs> if they're you know feeling if that's what they're feeling when they're getting when they're receiving information. Interesting. It it's the energy of of that person. That's very interesting. It might well be just the imprint left behind, and not necessarily the person or the spirit still being there. So when you when you feel energy in a room and and it might not be bad, but you sense that it, you don't like it or you, or you feel right. negative right? or you feel that it's negative. Right. Um, it, it, that goes back to kind of the kinked hose that you had talked about earlier. It's not really like quote bad energy. Well, it can be stressed energy. And, and in a clearing, what we are clearing is anything that is adversely affecting you. So, you know, if there's a part of your home where you just, you know, you don't spend any time there, you're never comfortable there, it's not that there's bad energy there, but there's some energetic information there that adversely affects you. And it's your home, so we want it to feel comfortable everywhere for you. So we would probably, in a clearing, we would find something held in that room energetically, like that invisible house dust that we can just clear, and then all of a sudden you feel just fine in that room. And people that are listening, what if someone was just tuning in that was just kind of surfing around the, the cyber world and, and is listening <laughs> to, con to the conversation? I'm sure some people would think, well, that's ridiculous. A, a, a hard, a chair or a desk or something like that is not going to, is not able to do that. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? <laughs> like people will yeah, think, yeah. well, that's not possible. Oh, yeah, believe me. And I always tell people I am probably the most left-brain, skeptical person you will ever meet in your life. And <laughs> the fact that I do this work shows that it has been proven to me. I don't have faith in it. It's not that I believe in it. Uh, the fact that I'm doing this woo-woo stuff <laughs> means that it has been proven to me over time. And because I can feel energy, I can feel an object in the house, for instance, that may be a beautiful antique, 
But, you know, if it belonged to Great Aunt Harriet, who was just a heck of a person, really negative and <laughs> and spiteful, <laughs> well, it absorbed her energy all her life. And so now it's sitting in your house broadcasting negative, spiteful energy. You don't have to get rid of that beautiful antique. It can be cleared, and then you get to look at the beautiful antique, but also feel good while you're around it. Uh, objects definitely soak in energy. I, I talk in the book about a feng shui consultation I did for a man who had been recently divorced. And he just moved into a new apartment, and I was feng shuiing his home for him. And I walked into the master bedroom, and as I approached the mattress, I suddenly started feeling all this pain and tension in my jaw. And I heard angry voices. And so I, I asked him how long he'd had the mattress. And he said, oh, gosh, probably 12 years or something. I, this was the mattress I had in my marriage. And I said to him, did, well, did you guys ever fight as you were going to sleep or argue? And he said, oh, all the time. And that's probably why I started clenching my teeth as I <laughs> went during my sleep. And so I was feeling him clenching his teeth, feeling the anger held in the mattress, fabric especially, things with padding absorbs energy very easily. And then he realized that he and his new girlfriend were starting to argue as they were going to sleep. So he decided he should get a new mattress. Well, we could have just cleared the mattress and it wouldn't be holding um, all those bad feelings. And then it would have been just fine. I can save people a lot of money (laughs) from getting new furnishings. Right. Instead of just seeing mattresses thrown out on the street, you know, right. <laughs> in front of their in front of their homes. Right. The next day he like dragged it out and tossed it outside. Yeah. And, and yeah. everything was much, much better after that. <laughs> now, and speaking about so what about the the flip side of that? Like I have uh, this rocking chair from my grandmother that oh. I always get a good feeling when I when I see it and, and sit in it. So if you cleared it, I would still have that good feeling. And well, there'd be no memory. need to clear it. Absolutely. There are, of course, you know, there we have objects in our home, furniture, belongings that, you know, every time we get near them or look at them, we feel good. But those wouldn't need to be cleared. You only clear things that are stressing your system, adversely affecting your system. So if I was doing a clearing in your home, I wouldn't even be drawn to the beautiful rocking chair, aside from maybe wanting to go sit in it because it felt so good. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So you would feel you'd still be able to hold on to the good energy when oh, when absolutely. you do a clearing. Clearing doesn't remove anything positive. It only removes things energy that's out of balance. It's like if you went to the acupuncturist, uh, their goal is to put the right needles in the right places in your body to bring your physical energy into balance. They're not messing with anything that's perfectly fine. You don't have to fix what isn't broken. That's, I think that's so interesting. And also when you mentioned that cloth and fabric really hold energy. So if you're one of those thrifters like I am and you like to dig around (laughs) thrift stores and, you know, get clothes, (laughs) you know, you definitely want to wash them first, right? Right. Well, washing helps, but it doesn't eliminate everything. Um, And I, gosh, I love thrifting as well. I love antiques. I love old vintage clothes. Oh, let's go shopping. But but it will retain the energy of who owned it until you clear it. And it could have wonderful good energy. I'm not saying, oh, my goodness, this is terrible. You must clear everything. You, You can, with clearing, you can find out whether something needs to be cleared. You don't have to somehow magically know. I teach you in the workshop and in the book how to find out whether something needs clearing. Not everything does. Right. That's true. And there's to the two methods that you 
you teach in the book or with, uh, I guess, well, I'm not going to say props, but, you know, things that you use would <laughs> cool. be the pendulum. Yeah. And you also describe using a dowsing rod. Yeah. To do that. And, and, and I thought that was pretty, tools. pretty amazing, too. Yeah, and, and this is one really wonderful thing for people who don't feel sensitive who or who aren't sure of what they're feeling, which is most of us, is that you use the tools to get information so you don't have to somehow turn into this world-famous psychic and know <laughs> what needs to be done. The tools give you the information, tell you whether something needs clearing, what it is that needs clearing. It's really quite amazing. Um, and this is one reason why this is so easy for people to learn. Uh, and just in doing it, it actually deepens your intuitive skills. It kind of gives you a little bridge from one side to the other to actually start recognizing the messages, the intuitive messages that have been trying to come through, but that you haven't been able to receive until this point. And we would all benefit so much to be able to tap into that a little bit more, you know, whether you use a pendulum or a dowsing rod or, you know, just being able to activate that that sense that all of us have. I mean, we all have it to some degree. And you've even been able to kind of separate people by types, empathic types. And I and yes. you mentioned and, three, right? Right. And this is really important for people to know because the word empath is getting more and more popular these days, but it's kind of thrown around and people think it's just kind of this vague general uh, term, but there's actually different types of empathic ability. Um, one of the most common is what I call the physical empath, and this is someone who's uh, often highly sensitive, sometimes struggles with food sensitivities, environmental sensitivities, allergies, or even autoimmune illnesses, um, and they are physically affected by energy. So they're the ones who avoid the shopping mall at holiday shopping season because their body just goes into overwhelm. They can feel totally physically depleted. Often, even at the end of a regular work day, they need alone time like medicine for them because they are so open energetically and physically. So they can be affected physically. But there's also what I call the emotional empath, which is someone whose consciousness, whose psychic consciousness is very, very open and often has poor boundaries. And so they're affected emotionally by other people's energy. They're not affected physically, but they often find they're emotionally overwhelmed. Or sometimes I have people like that say, I'm a contact crier, <laughs> that if someone else in the room starts to cry, they start to cry, even though they don't know why the other person is crying, they just feel it. So those are two types. And the third type is someone who kind of gets uh, very deep messages from the environment or the people around them, but it all comes from inside of them. And if they don't understand this very deep intuitive message that's coming up, they can start to kind of um, overuse their imagination to build a story about what's really happening instead of just getting the information and uh, kind of getting a reality check around it. These people are often very, very creative, but often because they have such a good imagination, their imagination can run away with them, and then they have communication problems or relationship issues. I'm trying to think of which category I would I would fall into, probably more the emotional one, because mm -hmm. I don't know if I've physically, but maybe I have, <laughs> you know, maybe I have physically been uh, affected or it's affected me in that way, like with headaches or just mm -hmm. feeling definitely I've been around people that have have sucked the energy right out of me. So I, I think that's that's true. Those yeah, those energy I, I, vampire people. 
And you can be more than one type of empath. And I, you know, just from, because we've met before, I know your energy a little bit, and you, you, part of your energy is someone who has such a caring heart. You are such a kind person. And, of course, that's a wonderful thing, but one of the downsides of that is that it is very easy for you to soak in something from someone else or even below the level of your awareness, try to help them by taking on some of their suffering or at least broadcasting a message that you're available for that and then you end up with their headache, that kind of thing. But right. Also, yes. No, that's yeah. true. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> happened. That's yeah. happened, definitely. And so is there a, a technique that you could share with us for, you know, say I'm going to, you know, the office party kind of situation and, you know, there's people that you just kind of, is there a way you can, you know, shield yourself or an affirmation that you use that you could Mm. share that's kind of a, a buffer? Sure. And I never recommend someone thinking that they have to shield themselves because if there's something to shield yourself from, that means there's something dangerous out there and there isn't anything dangerous out there. It's all about changing how you respond to your experiences. But one very quick tip that people can do, and it takes a little bit of imagination, but if you can imagine that you are surrounded by your personal energy field, which we all are, it's invisible, but it's there, and it's often too big. And if it's too big, then it can intermingle with other people's energy and take it on, absorb some of it, and then you're affected. So with your imagination, you can visualize yourself just reaching out and kind of scooping and gathering your energy field back closer to your body. If you're going to a noisy party where you're like, oh, all these people, you can bring it back quite close, even just a, you know, three to six inches out from your body, the same distance in front and in back, and to your left, and to your right side, and above your head and below your feet. So you are kind of having this beautiful uh, glow of energy around your body, but very close to your system. And what that does is two things. It gives you a very rich uh, source of, of saturated energy, nice, strong energy for you to draw from that feeds you. But it also creates a boundary, a borderline, where you leave off. And then the rest of the world begins. And you can change how big your energy field is depending on how you feel. But if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed or thinking, oh, with dread I have to go to this place where there's all these people, give that technique a try. No one will know you're doing it, and it can be incredibly effective. I like that idea, and I'm going to try that for sure. And I like that distinction. So instead of me thinking that I have to be the Valkyrie or something with full body armor and horns, you know, and and shielding myself, it it should be maybe a little more uh, gentler approach and just, you know, shifting my energy instead of, instead of shielding, you know, or going into the, uh, the other good one was the, the conference, you know, the work meeting (laughs) conference where where you're sitting in there. So people that are in that situation, if you have to go into a meeting or something at work, then you could do a similar thing like that as well. You can. And what you may find humorously is that people don't notice you're there. So if you want to get noticed, you have to make, you maybe have to push your energy out a little bit. When I've done this, like people in the grocery store step on my foot or bump into me because they, they don't even see me. <laughs> so it kind of depends on what you want to achieve. <laughs> wow. So you can, in a sense, make yourself invisible if you wanted to. Right. In a, exactly. in a way. Oh, yeah. that's a superpower. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we can really affect these 
these changes of the reactions of people around us by by shifting our energy. And and it will also change how we react to the people around us. And one of the transformational things about clearing is that it doesn't just release old stuck energy. It changes how you react to your new experiences so you don't start accumulating new stressed energy, that you move through the world in a different way. That is so cool. There's so much great information in this book. I really hope that that people pick it up because I had fun just reading it over and planning oh, wow. how I was going to – uh, clear some energy and and just shifting my my thinking on some of those things. And when people come to your workshops, so typically you do like a one or two day workshop, well, like the one you're the doing clearing, at Kripalu. Yeah, Kripalu is a week long. Most of it are most of the clearing workshops are retreats where we have enough time to settle in and go deep. And we do many kinds of clearings. So we give and receive clearings, but we also do things like clearing our ancestral line, clearing back up the family line, any imbalances that we have inherited, uh, any dysfunctions in the family line can be cleared back through. So there's a lot of ways that clearing can be used. What I talk about in, in the book is the tip of the iceberg. So Ekripala uh, will be there from October 7th to the 12th. And you'll be able to really get deep into that. I mean, that could be a, a whole other show in itself, you know, <laughs> clearing your whole past, uh, you know, energy from the past and letting go of old, right. you know, limiting beliefs around, right. you know, your self-esteem or money or relationships, all of those exactly. things. So there can be really dramatic changes after you go through one of those workshops, right? I've seen people whose lives have completely turned around. It's really quite amazing. Even illnesses, although, sir, of course, we can never claim that clearing had anything to do with it, but so many times, huge transformations. Well, it's been so fun to talk with you and catch up with you. You've got such Aww. great information to share. And Jean also does face reading. You have to check out her website <laughs> at jeanhainer, H-A-N-E-R.com. And pick up the book, Clear Home, Clear Heart, available everywhere. And see if you can get out to Kripalu. And Jean, thanks so much for joining me today. It's been oh, so fun. Thank you so much, Diane. Lots of love. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.